0: Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or whatever time you're listening to this. And welcome to another episode of the Ghoulish Entertainment Podcast. I would say what number it is, but I've lost count. Uh, so yeah, I can't count up to double digits. I'm your host, James, slash Jimmy, slash whatever you want. Not bad if you feel so inclined. And this time, we're talking about E3 and the awesome things that came out of it. And just a kind of a retrospective, going back to some of our predictions, and yeah, just looking forward to the video game releases to come, and how pumped we are for them, because there were some awesome announcements, and I can now play them, so I'm doubly excited. Um, so before E3, I didn't actually have um, a next-gen console, uh, due to a few reasons, but I have now got a PlayStation 4. So, I am stoked for a lot of the games that were announced, and I really can't wait to see more of them, and to actually get my hands on them. I managed to trade my way up, and this has never been done before, I assume. I managed to trade my way up from a PlayStation Vita, which I bought, and I think I talked about last episode. Um, I loved it, there's nothing wrong with it, Um, but I brought it because... uh, the time i couldn't afford a playstation 4 and i was like yeah this is the next best thing for gaming i suppose that in my price range um but my dad had a playstation playstation 4 he didn't use and saw my video and went i think i'd use that more so i was, i cheekily said uh, oh do you uh, fancy uh, swapping it and uh i'll of the games and stuff and uh, we'll just do a straight swap if your playstation 4 is just gathering dust and he went for it so uh, yeah kind of uh, thrilled and surprised thanks dad <laughs> um but i'm looking forward to all the games i will now get to play because i was just watching e3 at the time as a curious spectator thinking mm, i'll get to play these games at some point Um, but now I can so (laughs) I want to go through some of the games and kind of my picks from the event so starting quite obviously if you know me with Fallout 76 now I love the Fallout series now that I've got PlayStation 4 I've actually gone back and started playing Fallout 4 again I played Fallout 4 before but I only played it once and I don't didn't remember much about it I think I kind of rushed through it Whereas I I like to take my time in open world games, I'll do every other side quest, Um, but I can remember rushing through Fallout 4 and not really experiencing the story that well, and I only ever did it once, and that's not particularly like me, because in open world games like Skyrim and Fallout 3, I've sunk hundreds of hours into and multiple playthroughs. so... (laughs) I thought, oh, I'll I'll get that. It's quite cheap now. I'll uh, get that. And I've uh, bought a few other games as well, and I'm going through them um, all slowly. Getting pumped for Fallout 76, having gone back and played Fallout 4. Um, Everything they showed at E3, I'm really into. It looks like it's a traditional RPG, um, like Fallout is, but it's taking some of the best elements from MMOs, which I quite like. Um, So... My only real concern is, will it be fun solo? From everything we've seen, it's been mostly team building and uh, base building, uh, kind of base defense, horde defense, and yeah, working together. So I don't know what their matchmaking will be like, or whether you specifically need to play with friends. I don't know how that will work, and I don't know how well the game will stand on its own if it doesn't have solid matchmaking. So I'm hoping it does. Because I like to play games solo. I'm not really into multiplayer games. I play mainly for the story, which I know is atypical at this point. But I do enjoy a good single-player game, but I also play a hell of a lot, or have in the past, of MMOs. So if they can turn... A Fallout game, a good Fallout game, into part MMO, part RPG, I'm all for that. Um, so apparently it's four times bigger than Fallout 4, but I don't know whether the base building element looks good, and I don't know whether it's a persistent world, because I've heard that although the actual map is four times bigger than Fallout 4, it won't be big servers, so you will come across people infrequently but once you do come across a person it'll be an event of "Hmm, what do we do here (laughs) i think it's quite good that they're not just throwing a load of people into a big sandbox which i think if this is the case the game is going to be good single player so i'm crossing my fingers and because if the frequency you run into people is um low then if the moment-to-moment gameplay isn't good then why would you stick around so It looks good, and I'm looking forward to possibly, from the trailers that I've seen, especially the base building, forming little communities with um, random people. So, uh, yeah, and not really knowing whether to trust them or not, um, it creates a really cool dynamic that I'm looking forward to if they can pull it off right. Um, the actual base building itself, I don't know whether... It, look, it looked to me in the trailers that you could um, set up shop. I don't know whether you have to be friends, um, but it looks like you could set up shop and build your own communities, towns. Um, and then I didn't know whether um, pillaging other people's camps or having like rivalries would come into it, and cross-server rivalries as well. I don't know how that would work, what if you get a server that's barely populated, so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out and the dynamic that brings the actual enemies coming and attacking bases looks li- a little bit horde mode so I don't know whether for the most part the enemies in the game will be other players um, unless you're, until you're in your base and then every now and again a pack of, I don't know, ghouls or um, super mutants will rock up, but I don't think that'll be the case I think there'll be actual PvE enemy elements outside. There's a beta coming soon, and the beta is going to be quote-unquote run by vault Tech, which sounds like a themed beta, which I'm pretty into. Um, Unfortunately, it's a timed exclusive to Xbox, so I'm going to miss out on jumping on the bandwagon quickly. But, uh, pill to swallow. I'll finish Fallout 4 and then get to it when it comes out on PlayStation. But yeah, the beta's coming to Xbox first. Alright, moving on to the Division 2. The Division 2 is based in DC. I called it. (laughs) Um, i think that helped that i knew uh, i knew about the narrative of the game and it made sense to move to dc so i'm really surprised that actually came off that's one of my predictions that uh, i thought i'm pretty confident but it's never been confirmed so we'll see but it is actually based in dc it's going to be similar to what i think fallout 76 is going to be so once again i have concerns about it being good alone or whether you need to go as a team um but the trailers and the gameplay i've seen um i saw rooster teeth play through a level it was four person uh co-op and you had four people in your unit and the actual people in your unit was class based so you had like a heavy um assault tactical uh, medic so it looks like that you will be selecting classes this time, which is a little bit more RPG actually. So I'm um, looking forward to that, and maybe different play styles will benefit certain situations. So I'm looking f- forward to a little bit more dynamic play, which sounds like what this is going to be. So once again, more MMO elements. There's eight-person type raids, um. So as well as four-man teams, you might be able to team up with two units. So it sounds a little bit Destiny-esque with raids, and uh, yeah. Similar, similar sort of narrative. Um, new abilities and roles based on characters. So I saw there was like a foam gun um, that could freeze enemies in place, which looked pretty cool. It's set years after the original game and during the collapse of America. So, in the story, base wise, it looks like the green poison that was hit that hit Manhattan. The turned division agent. The Wave 1 division agent who escaped with the 3D printer and the model to. 3D. Yeah, the the printer and the means to create a more potent virus has succeeded. I don't know whether he will be the main bad guy of the next game, more than likely. Whether he's fashioned himself in some sort of president role um, and has America on its knees, don't know. But that's some. Possible speculation for you. Um, but I'm really into the division. I've signed up for the beta, which is not entirely exclusive to Xbox, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to bring you some videos in it on the YouTube channel a little bit sooner than the game's release. So, fingers crossed. Moving on to Cyberpunk 2077, I love the premise of this game and I love the trailer that we've seen. The trailer has made me want the game a thousand times more, <laughs> and I really can't wait for it. So, I've seen a couple of videos obviously base gameplay hasn't been revealed yet but i have watched alana pierce's youtube video and she did get to see a working demo although i must stress that in the trailer in the video on youtube she did say that anything in this demo trailer any abilities could change it's a working prototype and she did say which is really sad that she suspects the game is quite far away from release, at least a year plus. Which makes me sad. So we'll probably see gameplay next E3, which is why they didn't release to the public. So I'm a bit sad it's that far away, but because we didn't see gameplay, that's kind of a given. But yes, she does say in her video, suggest you go check it out, that it looks like it's going to be a while before it actually releases. So we're looking at a year plus. So, the game actually, which I'm surprised about... um, I don't know why I just assumed, I think because of The Witcher, but it's a completely different game, that um, the story takes place from a first-person perspective, which is not something I actually um, expected. The character you play as, called V, is a fixed narrative, although you completely can design cosmetically um, and close wise what your character looks like. You have a character, and there is a narrative. It might be a choose-your-own-adventure type narrative, like um Fallout Four or Mass Effect. But I'm not sure about that. But you do actually play it as a character called V, so there is story going in. It's not a game where you have a big open world and you kind of make make the story your own, and you're just doing side quests. So. First person fixed narrative with a character I was quite surprised about, but I'm no less excited about. So you can play as a male or a female, and that's completely up to you. And you completely, like I've said, you can completely customize your character. And throughout the story, you can upgrade your body, kind of duo-sex style. Um, so getting um character body upgrades like knives in your wrists and stuff like that. So it's very cyberpunk in the sense of you can. Adapt your body. She described it in a video as a in uh, interior indoor shooter, which is surprising with like going out into into the city elements, but most of the action takes place indoors. Which in a city like Night City, like shown. I imagine a lot of the places look like they're indoors anyway. Um, So I can imagine you'd have to go a long way to experience green rolling fields from that location. So that's not particularly a surprise that it's an indoor shooter. There seems to be some degree of destructible environments with enemies shooting through walls smartly to try and cut you off so even behind cover isn't good and there's also weapons with ricochet abilities so you can shoot at a wall and the bullets will bounce around a corner so that will make for some interesting gunplay and hopefully the gunplay feels good with it being a shooter it's also been reported that you can hack enemies, so you can disable guns, um, turn off their eyes. So if they've got body modifications, you, there is a possibility that, that you could hack them and make encounters easier. So, yeah, dis- disabling weapons, turning off eyes, um, seizing up motors in their joints, that kind of thing. There seems to be a street cred-like currency, so you will get more access to missions better prices at vendors depending on how much street cred you have and street cred is based upon the cosmetic items you wear and the reputation you gain so a lot of this sounds quite quite interesting and in depth i'm sad to say it to hear that it's a little while away but I'm definitely no less excited for the fact that all these things have been revealed and more. I'd advise you to check out Alana Pierce's YouTube video um, about Cyberpunk 2077, because I'm speculating on things I've read and the things she said, so if you want actually it from the person that saw all the demos, live-action demos and gameplay demos, I'd go check out her video. On to, finally, The Last of Us Part 2. So this is one of the... Games I was most excited for and had seen the least of, um, just because of, yeah, I'd, I'd not really got round to it, um, but I love The Last of Us, the original. It was really good. Um, so at this time out, it looks like you're playing maybe exclusively as Ellie, which is interesting. From the trailer shown at E3, it seems that Joel is the head of like a survivor camp. And they go out on runs, very Walking Dead style, to collect supplies every now and again. So it is very, it seems a very Walking Dead style of um, existence. In the trailer there was a lot, and I mean a lot exclusively, of human on human violence. Which makes me question where are the creatures from the first game. As it got to a point where most of them have died out, it were they weak to a point, or had they starved, or had they metamorphosised into like a final stage, which was just dust? So the fact that the creatures didn't feature at all in the trailers we've seen is really interesting, and the humans that you fight seem, I don't know, they seem hell-bent on not wanting you, Ellie to survive, and I can't remember the name, but one of them gave her a code name, which makes me think that the bad guys, at the Fireflies from the first game, that wanted to not kill Ellie but get the cure from Ellie, which would have killed her, because she was resistant, immune to um, the virus. They wanted to harvest a cure from her, which was actually attached to a brainstem, so it would have killed her. So, if you've played the first game, Joel. Kills the Fireflies, who were the quote-unquote good guys, and rescues Ellie, because by the time you this is the end of the game, and he's spent hours and days and whatever with her, and he doesn't want to lose her. He lies to her and says that, um, oh, it didn't work, there's no cure when she comes to, and um, but yeah, he went all Rambo on their ass. So I think the bad guys in this game are actually the Fireflies, which is a cool sort of turned-on-the-head narrative they might be trying to get Ellie back for another attempt at the cure, or trying to hunt down the survivors, Joel, Ellie, for what they did to their leadership, really, because Joel didn't leave a lot of people alive, so that's kind of what I'm thinking, um, they the fighting humans uh, and playing as Ellie in this, Ellie is brutal, um, she's definitely grown up a lot since we last saw her. And I'm looking forward to what this game could entail. I'm I, I'm really curious why there is such a lack of the creatures and what the issue is with uh, this other band of survivors. But it does seem very um, Walking Dead in approach of um, rival survivor factions and going out daily for runs and things. Um, but from the trailer, it seemed like they were more worried about going out on a run in case they run into this other survivor group, not the creatures. So I don't know whether the creatures will be featured in this at all. um, Or whether they're just like a passive threat, I don't know. But that's kind of my E3 wrap up. Really enjoyed some of the games. um, Seeing some of the games. I mean, this isn't limited to the only things I'm interested in in going forward. Halo Infinite looked interesting. I want to know what that's about. Because it seemed to be a next installment in a Halo franchise, but it wasn't Halo 6, so... Interested there to see a little bit more um elder Scrolls 6 i'm less interested in playing anthem after e3 which is interesting it just doesn't look doesn't look for me it looks a bit heavy it looks heavy handed and uh, the controls don't sound great um but yeah this is not exclusive to the list of the things i'm interested in just the things i'm most interested in so uh, thank you for listening uh, i will see you again next week i have been jimmy and as always you can visit us at ghoulishentertainment.com or at ghoulishent on twitter thanks for stopping by and i'll see you later this episode of the ghoulish entertainment podcast is brought to you by cutoutme.com at cutoutme.com you can upload your own images and recreate them as cardboard cutouts or face masks watch their handy tips video to see what kind of images make a good cutout and off you go As a special offer for our listeners they are offering ten percent off of your purchase if you use offer code Goolish ten. So that's Goolish and one and a zero. No capitals, no spaces. Blah 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 blah. Whether you've got a picture of the groom for an embarrassing best man speech, you find yourself unable to go to an international family event but still want to be in the photos, it's less than a plane ticket. Or maybe you're going off to university and will miss the family pet because they do pets too. So that's cut me.com using offer code Goolish one zero.